Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Breaking news in the basement, my friends. Either your team is going to win the Super Bowl next year or it was the worst draft ever. Those are the only two possible outcomes coming from night one of the NFL draft. Your team falls into one of those two categories. There is no middle ground. That's how it works today after the draft. All kinds of things I need to talk to you about today. I warned you about one thing and you didn't listen. The storyline from last night that some people think is funny, that I absolutely hate. And the team that has a brand won't deviate and has really won my respect with how they draft. I never thought I would say that about this team, but they are so consistent, it cracks me up. Guys, let's get into it right now. What I love, what I hate, and what I think is hilarious. Let's go. Stood here yesterday, I tried to give some advice to the NFC East, to the NFC, to the NFL. One stinking piece of advice going into draft night. Whatever you do, do not let the Eagles draft a future stud. Don't let them do it. Get in front of them, box them out, collude. I don't care. The Eagles were one of the very few teams in NFL history to go to the Super Bowl and then have a top 10 pick. It hasn't happened since the 2000 aughts. Don't let them get a guy. And you know what? They got two. You idiots. Let the Eagles do it. The Eagles now are indestructible. Only the the nuclear power of Patrick Mahomes might be able to beat them. They did it. They got two monsters in the first round. Jalen Carter is going to the Eagles at nine. And then they just doubled back for another elbow off the top rope, Nolan Smith at 30, just before they say goodnight and start lighting cigars. And you know what everybody else is saying? Watching Howie Roseman get two more monsters to add to his already incredible team. Again, you know what the Giants, Commanders, and Cowboys are saying? You know what every team in the NFL is saying? Watching Roseman do this again, they're saying this. You can't keep getting away with it. Yes, he can. Tell him again, Jesse. He can't keep getting away with it. Well, he did. He did. Did this whole rundown yesterday. Most of the teams in the top 10 are terrible or average at best. Houston, Carolina, the Raiders, Detroit. Don't let Philly at 10 get guys. They're going to be too good. You got to get together. You break the rules. Have some sort of sit down in a parking garage like Tony Soprano and Johnny Sack and be like, we got to deal with this Eagles issue. If Roseman gets himself another player of mass destruction, we're going to get destroyed. And they let it happen and then let him get two, 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 two. He can't keep getting away with it. Yes, he can because he keeps doing it. Did you watch Daniel Jones against last year's Eagles defense? That was before they added these two guys. Jalen Carter... Probably the best player in the whole draft. They went to the Eagles, the best team in the NFC. Nolan Smith runs a 4-4, comes off the edge. It's a nightmare. Brings sand to the beach to that ridiculous defensive front they have. They're going to smash people. Good luck to the commanders, whoever they're rolling out. (laughs) Good luck to Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, 
Good luck to Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, anybody, Lamar, anybody in the AFC. The Eagles are going to be one of the most complete rosters of the last 25 years. They already are. And they just added luxury pieces. I've said this before again. I keep repeating myself because you dumbasses won't listen. Why did you let the Eagles get so good? It's no skin off my back. I'll watch them destroy everybody next year. Fine. I just like a little competition, a little, maybe a little parody, a little fairness. Instead of the slaughter rule, the Eagles are going to drop on you every time next year because you let them get Carter and Smith and they didn't need either of them. I've described it this way. The Eagles are a perfect turnkey mansion. It's the HGTV dream house. It has everything you could ever want. That's what they live in already before the draft. They have such good players. Quarterback, receiver, O-line, D-line, everything. They have just money to spend. Like, oh, we have a top 10 pick. Let's buy some stupid stuff. Heated floors in the bathroom, one of those dumb pot fillers over the stove where you can fill up the pot with water instead of just turning from the sink and setting it on the stove where you're going to make pasta. Looks expensive. Looks totally superfluous. That's what this was for the Eagles. They got the pot filler. They got the heated floors. They got one of those $20,000 toilets that you sit on and it's all Terminator toilet and it makes smells and, and, and fragrances and sprays. and it's got, it's, I've seen those things. $20,000 for a toilet. That's what they bought. They don't need that, but they got it because it's a luxury. You should not have let them get it. You let them get it. And, and now you're going to pay for it. I told you. I warned you. The Eagles got so much better last night. And if they had not drafted a single player last night, nor a single player in any of the coming rounds, and just rolled out the same roster with zero rookies, they would still be the favorite in the NFC. But they didn't. They got Carter, they got Smith, and you're going to get your ass kicked. I told you, I tried to warn you, for the wellness of the league and the sake of competition, I look at them like I want all the kids to get along and I want everyone to play nice together. Eagles aren't going to play nice, and it's your fault. It's your fault. They had an incredible draft. Roseman, sunglasses, deal with it. Cigar, good luck with the Eagles next year. Good luck. AFC, you can beat each other up and go Lord of the Flies over in the AFC playoffs. Who is stepping up to handle the Eagles in the NFC? Before last night. And then you let them get Carter and Smith. I blame you. You should blame yourselves. When we have a score next year that's in an Eagles game, it's on Sunday night, and it's 38-4. to and everyone's saying, this is a terrible game, terrible game. Remember what you let them do. Should have got in front of them. Should not have let them trade up. Should not have let them double back for Nolan Smith. You have nobody to blame but yourselves. Eagles, destructive, massive, imposing, unbeatable? I don't know. Unbelievably intimidating team already, and it's April. I love it, though. Let's get to what I hate. I hate the Will Levis situation. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't hate that he wasn't drafted. That's sports. That's the draft. That's all fair. I hate that he was there last night in Missouri, sitting there with all kinds of friends, family members, and just sitting and sitting and sitting. And I think the old draft tradition of people stewing in the green room is awful, and I think it should end. I don't know who those women are. This looks like I'm looking at an episode of The Bachelor right here. And he's on like a, a date. and But it's not. It's not The Bachelor. It's a, it's a young man who like thought he was going to the NFL. Understand. You can, you, I don't find it funny. I don't find it meme and hilarious. And I just don't. That kid 
who's never done anything wrong, flew with his family to Kansas City, checked into the hotel room, put on a suit, looked in the mirror, hugged everybody, took a million pictures, walks the red carpet, does the interviews, finds his little spot, sits down, and the picks start rolling, and oh, I didn't go first, second, third, fourth, 15, 16, 17, 18. Wow, is this gonna happen? 28, 29, 30, 31. Thanks, folks. See you tomorrow. Didn't get drafted. Gets up, goes back to the hotel room, takes the suit off, doesn't have a team, doesn't have anything. That's not right. I hate that. And stop comparing it to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was drafted at the end of the night. He waited for a long time. He went home with a team. Stop comparing it to Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn also got drafted that night, and he was taken out of the green room and put into some sort of shelter so as to be away from the camera and the attention. I, I hated it. Maybe it's I'm getting a little older. Maybe it's my paternal instincts. I, I find it so infuriating that he went. And I knew this was going to happen. When they released all the players who were going to go to the draft, I think it was 17 of them, and there's 31 picks. It's not just him. Three other guys went there and did not get drafted. Went home without a team. Do they even have a second suit if they want to come back the next night? Because he's not coming back. It's been announced. Levis is like, no, I'm not showing up for the second round. I'm not going through that again. How do I know I won't go to the third round or the fourth round? He doesn't. I, I, I hate that the people around him could not keep him from going. I really resent that the people on his payroll and his representatives did not get in front of this and do their job and keep him from going to the draft and sort of suffer that sort of embarrassment. I really do. They don't... They, they knew... Those, their job is to talk to the GMs and the, every other agent and what are you hearing, what are you hearing? And if they said to him, Will, I don't know if you should go. There's a, there's a chance it could go really dark. It might be bad. And he said, I don't care, I'm going anyway. Fine. But jump in front of that for him. Like that, that is your job to protect and serve your client. The fact that this kid was hung out there for hours and hours and went home with squat, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's right. I also think how much the camera is on him was tasteless. I do. I do. And I understand it's compelling theater. But there's a lot of other options. You got 80,000 people and live bands and commentators and players and fans. There's a lot of other shots to go with and just constantly zeroing in on this kid. It, it's not the same as a bad injury where, well, we're not going to show you this anymore because they see that some guy snapped his leg or something on the court or the field and they don't want to show the replay. It's not quite the same, but it's not in a different zip code either. Enough. We get it. He's having the most disappointing life on what was supposed to be the most special. This is going to be life-scarring things for him, and he's disappointed, and someone misled him, and someone misguided him on what to do, and he shows up, and that poor kid just getting slapped around emotionally for all of us to laugh at and meme at. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Again, Joey Porter Jr. there, not drafted. Brian Branch from Alabama. Keon White from Georgia Tech, not drafted. Um... I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. You know what's crazy about it too? Levis saw it coming. Levis saw it coming and was clearly told otherwise because before the draft even started at Kentucky's Pro Day, he was asked, this kid, about attending the draft. And here's what he said. If I get invited and like if I know like I'll be a pretty high pick, I'll definitely go. I'm, I'm looking forward to going, but... Um... I don't want to go if, if, like, I could be, like, a second-round pick, you know? You don't want to be that. <laughs> don't want to have the camera just on you all day. Well, he had it. He had the camera on you all day. So all his instincts were telling him, I'll go if I'm a first. 
Uh, but I don't want to be that second round pick who's sitting there with these different women who I don't know if they're sisters, girlfriends, mothers, whatever the hell it is. There's a whole bunch of them. He became that guy. And he became that guy based, I'm guessing, on information or direction that he was given by the people handling him, the people managing him. Yeah, you got to come to the draft. Oh, you're definitely going to go. You're def I'm hearing all these great things. And in the meantime, you can meet these people and we can line up sponsors and endorsements and stuff. That will never go away. They'll show that it is Hall of Fame induction if Will Levis goes to the Hall of Fame. That, look at that poor stare in his eyes. I don't know. Maybe you're saying, oh, too bad he signed up for it. Young guy. This is not a guy, this is not even a professional athlete yet. He hasn't even played it down yet. College kid coming out, told the wrong thing. I just, I'm over it. I think there was a time when it was funny and we would all laugh at the people who have to wait and wait and wait and it's just part of the lore of the draft. I'm over it. I think fewer players should even be invited to the draft. I really do. I think there are other ways to do it where they're with their family and they're home and they're at a party or something like that. I think there was way too many players were even given the green light by the NFL, the company that I work for. I think they should look into that. I don't think it's funny. It's, um, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's a bad scene. It's not what the draft is all about. It's not. It's supposed to be about dreams realized. And there's this sidecar aspect to it now that's developed over the years of dreams getting crushed. And let's just see this kid dangle on a hook and make television out of it. I don't like it. And uh, I'm glad he's not showing up tonight. He'll probably get drafted tonight, but this will never be forgotten, ever. And I, I just think it's a shame. Let's go on to what I think is hilarious though. Let's lighten the mood. So it's long frustrated me that the Packers will not draft offensive weapons. They just won't. But last night, <laughs> I think the page started to turn for me. I almost, not almost, I started to think it was funny. And what I respect about them is their commitment to the bit. I don't like the bit where the Packers won't draft offensive playmakers, but I do like how committed they are to it. And I really do respect it. You would think now that Rodgers is gone and you're going to hand the keys to the franchise to a wildly unproven young Jordan Love, maybe you sweeten the situation for him a little bit and toss him a playmaking receiver, a tight end, or running back, or anything. And if not for Jordan Love, maybe you just do it out of pure spite that you never did it for Rodgers and a big old screw you to North Jersey. Look what we did now, dummy. Now that you're gone, we're going to draft Jackson Smith and Jigba and watch him make plays. And imagine what you could have done when you were here, but too bad you're gone. Bye-bye. Even that. And yet they don't. They don't. The Packers are on the clock. <laughs> there are no wide receivers taken. Not, not a single team has drafted a wide receiver. You could take your pick of the litter, anyone that you want. And sure enough, with a brand new quarterback and a, a league set up for offense and points and high flying, they take Iowa linebacker Lucas Van Ness. And this is the second layer of their brand. Not only do they not draft a playmaker, they draft a defensive player that is not chalk, that no one saw coming. They don't take the corner from Oregon. They don't take whoever you may have, the D-tackle from Pitt. They take the linebacker from Iowa, who technically was not even a starter at Iowa, but has a lot of potential and is very talented. They took Lucas Van Ness. Understand, shortly after in the first round, four wide receivers went in a row. 
like little receiving nesting dolls, but the Packers wanted nothing to do with it. And I just, I, I, I'm almost in the joke at this point. Don't you think maybe you take a, sh no, we will not draft a wide receiver. We don't care. And we will not draft a tight end. We will not draft a running back. We will not draft a fullback. We will not do it. Only defense. This goes on through multiple head coaches, multiple GMs, multiple quarterbacks even. Do you know their first round picks in the last quarter century? Jordan Love, one of the strangest picks in the history of any draft in any sport. Uh, lineman, lineman, Aaron Rodgers, Javon Walker. Florida State, wide receiver, 2002 was the last time they did it. And then in 2000, Bubba Franks, who I feel like that was when I was in fifth grade. So in the last 23 plus years, Javon Walker in 02, Bubba Franks in 2000. Just amazing. Right now, the, the Packers could be on the clock with the last pick of the first round. And it could be Calvin Johnson coming out of Georgia Tech. And they know full well he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's going to be Randy Moss coming out of Marshall. And they'll say, no. Give us a safety from Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a defensive tackle from Colorado State. You don't, you don't want Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss? No. No, 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 no. That's not what we do. It's just an amazing commitment. Why wouldn't you take one of, why wouldn't you want the first wide out off the board? You liked Lucas Van Ness that much. You had to have him. It's amazing. And look, sometimes these picks they make are good. I'm not saying they whip on all of them. It's just, it's such a bizarre conviction as an organization. We don't draft offensive playmakers in a time in a world when offensive playmakers are running the world. And even now, when you're just like, we're just going to ride Rodgers. We don't care. We can put him out of the three high school kids and he'll put up numbers. I can't understand that, sort of. It's might have limited him from getting to another Super Bowl, but geez, with Jordan Love, can, you don't want to give him a little sweet nectar of Dalton Kincaid? <laughs> you don't want anything that maybe he could throw the ball to. You think that the whole team is going to be bounced on Van Ness. I love it. I'm in on the joke now. Now I will be disappointed if they draft a wide receiver, even in the second round. No, don't do that. Earliest fifth round, don't do anything. Just load up on linebackers and safeties and say, Jordan Love, go get him, kid, with the Watson dude and Romeo what's-his-face. Amazing. The Packers, I am now on your side. I hope for the rest of my life, the last wide receiver you ever drafted was Javon Walker. That's it. It's not a plan. Don't ever do it. I don't care if it is God's gift to wide receiving and a kid catches 3,000 yards at Alabama, and you could take him, don't. Take some D-tackle from a San Diego State. Just do you. I am on the joke. I am behind the joke. Lucas Van Ness. Go get him, buddy. Packers never change. I'd say that, but I know you never will. Guys, that's the show. I got to throw a dart. It's the weekend. The studio, let's go to Skycam. The studio is a mess because I was working for the NFL last night and I got this camera here and there's clothes all over the place. I'm sorry, I should have tidied up before the program, but I got about two hours of sleep last night before the Good Morning Football wake up, so I'm an absolute mess. Let's see if I can hit a dart throw. The number today, yep, 18. That's a clean 18. What is topic number 18 before I do some moseying over to the Peloton? Uh-oh, we're ripping from the pop culture headlines. Topic number 18 says, 
Succession character you'd want to get a drink with. Oh, man. Well, it's not Logan. It's definitely not Kendall. I can't handle that. So we'll eliminate them. Definitely not Tom. Um, I am kind of a conhead, but I only as a spectator. I don't want to hang out with Connor Roy. I think that'd just be really annoying. It, really annoying. I don't want to hear about his uh, campaign or his one percent or any of that. So now we're getting down to a few, and it's really between. I mean, if we're talking about the main, main, main characters, not the side characters. We're talking about Roman. And we're talking about um, Cousin Greg. Because I'm, I'm Shiv, no, I'm, that doesn't do it for me. I'm not having drinks with other women. Um, is, would Greg be really annoying? <laughs> I think the answer is yes. So, against my better judgment, I'm going to go with Roman. And he probably wouldn't like me, he'd probably insult me, but that would almost be an honor. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's not Kieran Culkin that I'm having to drink with. It's actually Roman Roy. So I would do it with him because he'd get after it and he'd have good drinks and he would have jokes and stuff like that. And I wouldn't try to like outdo him or anything. I'd just let Roman cook and just set him up to talk crap about things that he doesn't like and make fun of other people and look around the bar and just people watch and make jokes. So that's the answer. Roman Roy, he can pick the place. He's definitely pain. And uh, that's it. Guys, Roman Roy is my choice. My first pick. In the succession character, who do you want to have a drink with draft? Kyle Brandt selects Roman Roy, son from the World Star, Wave Star, whatever their, their company is called. Uh, that's my pick. You guys are my pick for best audience in the world. Truly, I love you guys. Going into the weekend on a Friday after a draft, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Post, like, retweet, subscribe, review, share. Do all those beautiful things that you do. We will be back on Monday. Uh, with all kinds of talk about the weekend and everything. You know where to find us. Kyle Brandt's Basement, uh, we appreciate you. We love having you guys. In the meantime, exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. Have a good weekend.